Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Charlotte and I'm Helly and welcome to Growth in Progress, the podcast where we have open and honest conversations about things that aren't usually discussed but that can help us all to grow. In each episode we spend some time catching up and sharing something we've loved from the past few weeks and then we go on to discuss a topic that we think is really relevant for things that are going on right now. They're often the kind of things that are important that we talk about and a lot of people think about but we don't actually have the conversations around them. If you enjoyed this episode, please don't forget to hit subscribe on whichever platform you're listening on and also give us a five-star review because it really does help us to reach more people with the podcast. So this is actually our last episode for a little while. We aren't going anywhere. We're just taking a little summer holiday. Yeah, we've we've decided that a break is good. A break is healthy. We always talk about having a break a lot. Um, mm-hmm. And then we should probably try and practice what we preach a little bit, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's a nice time to say it's a nice time to enjoy the summer, but it depends whether we get sun. Yes, true, true, very true. But having a little mid-year break, I think, is good because we usually go all the way through till Christmas, which is mad now when I think about it. Yeah. We've done every single week since what, the second of January or something? So we just felt like it was time to take some time off, relax a little bit, spend the time reading, watching TV, like Taking a bit off our plate because we both have a lot of other things going on right now. Yeah, and definitely. Just having the time to do that, and that's why, like, we'll go on to discuss it later in the episode about the importance of rest and taking a break. But our break was very much born out of that conversation because it's just, especially after the year we've had, I think everyone could do with a break, whether it's annual leave, whether it's just taking some time out. Yeah, because I think. Because no one's been able to go anywhere and have holiday, I actually feel like pe- people have taken holiday less. Yeah. Because they're like, oh, I don't want to waste my annual leave. Be- I mean, there's been this like mindset that we'll be able to go somewhere in yeah. a few months' time. We'll be able to go somewhere in a few months' time. And actually, especially if you're working from home as well and your home and work environment is the same place, like it's harder to differentiate where you rest and kind of mm, separate definitely. the two. So I think, yeah, absolutely. After the past year or so having a rest, having a break is, well, it's always important, but it's more important now than ever. Definitely. So we're going to, this will be our last episode for, I think pretty much a month. We'll be back first or second week of September, just after yeah. your birthday. Yeah. Um, And I'm kind of looking forward to it. It's the first time we've taken like a proper break from the podcast, other than like over Christmas. Yeah. No, I'm looking forward to it. I think it's time for, for me definitely, to get to like, the long reading list of things that I want to yes. watch. And this sounds crazy, but I don't watch TV anymore. Or if I do, I'm half watching it while I'm eating some food or yeah. while I'm writing a blog post. And I want to, like, how long has it taken me to watch The Bold Type? It's taken a long time. Like, I it's just don't, I don't sit and watch it. It's taken me, like, most of this year. I want to sit and, like, binge a TV show. I think mm. that's going to be my goal for this month. <laughs> I want to do a lot of reading. There's a lot of things on my summer reading list. And I just love, in the summer... 
I have a real thing about getting into bed when it's still light outside. I love it. Mm. It makes me feel like a successful adult and like I'm cheating <laughs> the system. And just sitting there with a book and just reading. I've uh, I pre-ordered Sister Sister, which is Candice Brathwaite's latest book. Mm. And I I pre-ordered it like back in April and I completely forgot about it. And I just got that glorious notification on my Kindle that was like, your book is ready. And I'm like, yes. Oh, I love that. So that's next time. I finally started Where the Crawdads Sing as well. I still I'm, need to read I'm it. I'm years late to the party, but I soon am. as soon as I'm done with that, Sister Sister is next on my list. I can't wait. I'm well, I'm reading Detransition Baby at the moment. I really want to read this. Which is it's really interesting. It's it's like a lot, and I feel like I'm learning so so much. Um, so I need to finish reading that. So I'll definitely. I mean, it's a recommendation now. I probably would have recommended it at some point. I think I'm about fifty percent of the way through, and. Yeah, it's absolutely fascinating, really addresses some really big issues. Um, but after that, I've got such a weird mix, actually. I want to read 50-50. Have you heard of it? No. It's it's like a crime thriller, but it's identical twins, and one of them has committed a crime, but they basically like stitch each other up. Oh my god, this sounds amazing. Yeah, so I want to read that next. And it's actually got really, really good reviews. You know how sometimes they can be a bit wishy-washy? Yeah. It's got really, really good reviews. Um, so yeah, that's going to be my next next one on my list definitely that sounds really good i've also got the tiger mum's tale on my reading list which is about a woman who's estranged from her taiwanese family her dad dies suddenly and then she's like faced with the decision of whether she lets her like estranged taiwanese family lose everything Mm. or whether she like goes there and sorts it all out and it just sounds really interesting and it's only been out a couple of weeks i think but the reviews are amazing yeah so i'm very excited for that i also just finished the Last Tang Standing, which if you like Crazy Rich Asians, you will love The Last Tang Standing. It's that sort of like... That's why I need to read it. <laughs> yeah, it's very it's very lighthearted. Like, it will not change your life. Yeah. But it is interesting and it's fun and it's like, she's the last one in her family who hasn't found a guy and it's like balancing being a young millennial woman with the expectations of like a very traditional Chinese family. Um. And it's set in Singapore. That's cool. Which, yeah. you know, we love. We're <laughs> um, And that was just such a fun, easy read that I had, like, read when we were back home, like, sitting in the garden. It was, like, the perfect summer read. Yeah. I like to try and alternate books. Yes. Like, with ones that are a bit more easygoing and ones that I can kind of, like, get a bit more into and a bit more meaty. Yes. Sort of thing. I really want to read The Other Black Girl. That's on my it, list as well. That keeps getting recommended to me. Yeah. It's about um, a woman who, she's the only black employee at a publishing company and I'm really interested to read it because I know that that is a very real issue in the publishing industry like yeah. it's it's not a particularly diverse industry um so yeah I am really interested to read that next as well the other thing on my list that I really want to read is conversations on love it's like a collection of essays and articles from loads and loads of different people about love and I just feel like it's right up my street. Ooh, you do do love those essay collections, don't you? Yeah, I have to get into them, but I that's the kind of thing I love. And most importantly, by the time this goes live, Modern Love season two is on Amazon Prime. Oh my god, I haven't even seen the first season. What? Oh my god, it's the best show ever. It's the best show. It's so heartwarming. I follow their Instagram page, and I've been like 
you know when you're refreshing something so much to try and see like what's going to happen I realised I could read the modern love book what is it I can't even remember what it's about I've heard of it before it's the so it's adapted from the New York Times column called Modern Love where people would write in stories of modern love oh yeah so it's not always romantic love there's like loads of different types of love but the first series had Anne Hathaway it had oh my god Christina the one who plays the mum in How I Met Your Mother she's done so many other great things as well but that's how I remember her Um, (laughs) Tina Fey was in it Oh, wow. They had so many amazing people in it, and it was just the best thing I've watched in years. Dev Patel was in an episode. Oh, that's cool. And okay. it's just so charming and heartwarming and cosy, and season two was meant to come out last year, but obviously COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm very excited for that to come back and just binge that. I want to watch Lupin. Have you not seen Lupin yet? No. Oh my God, you'll love it. You it's will love one, Lupin. It's because I know I will probably want to binge it, and that's why I've not started it yet, so that's going to be You will enjoy my... Lupin for sure my goal although I'm saying all of this I'm going to be like living somewhere else for a little while aren't I by the time we record again I won't be in no. won't be in England anymore I'll be hopefully with Taylor assuming everything has gone well fingers crossed um so yeah I feel like I'm just going to spend a lot of time planning for that as well which is I'm excited it is exciting yeah it's very exciting it's just nice to have some headspace yeah I think I want to do stuff like go out and take some photos for fun. Yes. Do you know what? I was thinking about this the other day that I haven't, and I don't know if it's because we've been in a pandemic and so if I've ever gone out, it's been quite like structured and I'm like, there's nobody mm. taking my camera, but I haven't turned my camera on for so long. Yeah, same. And I just want to like turn it on and have a play and get like familiar with it and enjoy taking the mm. odd photograph because it's fun. Yeah. Yeah. I've not gone out with my camera and just... Yeah, without without an end goal, I think that's yes. the nice thing. Just just to go out and enjoy it for what it is. Yeah, I think yeah. So that's what we're going to be getting up to for the next month or so while we have a little bit of a break, enjoying our summer holidays. But do you want to share what you have been loving recently? You, I mean, we've recommended a lot of things, although we've not tried any of them. So I feel like we need like we actually. Yeah, that is true. Because <laughs> if all that's crap, <laughs> I mean, mine is potentially well. It is a bit of a, a heavy recommendation, but um, it was on TV this week, and it's Viceroy House, the movie. <gasps> I want to um, see this about the partition um, of India and Pakistan. And the reason I want to recommend it is, well, it did really well. It won loads of awards, and it is directed by um, an Indian director, and it's very obviously it's dramatized because it's a it's a movie it's got um Hugh Bonneville in and also Gillian Anderson as well um so it's a really interesting cast but the reason I wanted to recommend it is because watching it made me realize how uninformed I am about Mm. the partition and about I kind of like knew of Britain's role but and this harks back to my issue with the curriculum not teaching us about the things it should be teaching us about the British history which is a whole other conversation of neglecting our own uh actions and consequences yes agreed Um, more about another day (laughs) yeah definitely but I think that's why I enjoyed what enjoyed is the wrong word because obviously unbelievable number of humans were displaced by the partition and I hadn't understood how horrendous it was and the role that like the Mountbatten family played and what they tried to do and the efforts that they tried to make, but at the same time, the horrendous impact that yeah. it was having by literally just drawing a line through through families. Like that's that's what they did at the end of the day. And I think 
if if that part of history is something that you're not like me not like I felt uncomfortable because I was so ill-informed on it and I think starting with something like this like I watched it and then it made me go and look up more information and it made me go and read stuff because I realized it was something that I had kind of just glossed over as something that I don't really know about and like I'm not really happy with that like it makes me feel a bit embarrassed yeah so if that is something that you think oh I probably should know a bit more about that I definitely recommend giving it a watch it is a really great film and with loads of great actors as well um I did watch it on TV, so I don't actually know what platforms it's available on. I should have checked that. That would have been a really helpful thing to do. I think it is on some... I mean, I know I have every single streaming service known to mankind, except... Actually, no, that's a lie. I watched it on BBC iPlayer. Oh, there you go, iPlayer. That's where it is right now. Yeah, there you go. I've seen it on something. It kept coming up as a recommended, Mm. and I was like, it's on a streaming platform, but it could be anyone. I've got them all. Yeah, no, that's how I watched it last week. So I definitely recommend giving it a watch. It was really interesting and eye-opening. Yeah, I will give that a watch, because similarly to you, like, I knew about it. Like, I know it happened, but I don't know the details. And actually, like, it's a shameful part of our history, but it's one we should own and be educated about. I don't think that's a good enough excuse. So there we go. Come watch it during our break. And yeah. What's your recommendation this week? So mine's an article. Mm. Um, and it is from... So this is kind of like a recommendation from you. as a, It's a result of something you recommended. So you know the 321 newsletter that you just oh. been a couple of weeks ago? Yeah. I signed up to it. It's absolutely brilliant. Um, and I think it was last week's... Or maybe the week before the newsletter... Or it, I don't know if it's the newsletter or just part of like the series of emails you get when you first sign up. Mm. But it was like the my best articles or something like that. Yeah. And one of the articles on it was called Why Facts Don't Change Minds. Hmm. Fascinating. <laughs> so fascinating. And so I read it and I was like, that's really interesting. Because I'm a, quite a logical, pragmatic person. Like I like to have the numbers and the facts and understand the situation. Mm. So for me, facts are vital. Yeah. And I feel like we're both quite similar in that. And a lot of the people who I know are like, I want the facts. I want to be able to make a rational, calm decision. Yeah. But then I feel like it's really relevant at the moment because there are some differing views going around about certain things. And whilst some of us might believe the facts, others are choosing not to. Yeah. And engaging in those conversations can be really difficult. And I was like, why? And I almost couldn't understand why someone wouldn't take facts and accept, like, well research facts but this article is fascinating and he goes into detail about how it isn't just about the facts but it's about how we all want to be part of our own social groups like facts are like the truth is important but so is being part of our social group Mm. so whether that's like the bigger social group or maybe it's just within your smaller circle of friends you want to make a decision that isn't going to get you excluded and that's a really like primal thing for us yeah. It isn't as straightforward as a conscious decision saying, I'm going to ignore you. And he was also saying that generally, like, the people who will change our minds are the people who we really, really trust. Yeah. But, so you almost need to be in that inner circle to be able to then make the change. But then if you're in the circle... Does that mean you already have those beliefs in the first place? To have been yeah. There? Yeah. And he's also saying how, like, a lot of these ideas that need... That get you into a position where you're having a conversation that involves facts and you need, like, science to back up your viewpoint. Because, like, by simply having the conversation, you give power to this alternative idea. Mm. So, like, if you're talking to anti-vaxxers, for example, by having the discussion, you're giving life to the anti-vaxxer topic. Oh, uh, like, yeah. like, ideas die through silence. Mm. 
so you kind of then fuel it and generally speaking when someone doesn't agree with you and you kind of have that confrontation people will become more entrenched in their views as like an automatic like but I don't think that yeah because it's that thing that if you try and have a conversation with someone about like anti-vaxxers or about I don't know anything like that any kind of controversial topic where there's two sides and I'm all from my side I'm just like how can you not understand the facts and I guess to us it's so baffling that you wouldn't like take on the facts and the science and like form your opinion based on that but I guess that makes sense and it's why like these people exist in groups because there's a narrative that they've formed around it and that's then that's enforced by yeah that social ring and that social group that they have yeah it's such an interesting because I think we always think like oh well if you smother someone in facts and science whatever it is you think oh well then I'm right and if I'm right it's got to be what people believe and it isn't Mm. about that it's not about you could be right but it isn't about that and it it just really gave me a really fresh perspective because I hadn't really thought of it from that point of view and I know the whole thing of like oh it's always worth having the difficult conversation and you should engage in conversations with people and I do stand by that but it's a, I think it's a really important thing to remember that if you're having those difficult conversations and you're not getting anywhere mm. and it's becoming quite inflammatory, it's not a failing on you to get them to see a different viewpoint. It's not because you're wrong. It can just be that there are other factors at play there. Yeah. So it's quite nice to think it's not, it's not always going to be, oh my God, this is a difficult conversation, but now we just agree on everything. Yeah. I mean, that's so rare for that to happen, especially yeah. on those bigger topics. Totally. Like, do you have opposing beliefs? It is so hard. But it's interesting because I think... Oh, God. I don't know if it's the right name, but I recommended it a while ago, that sh- that show on Netflix. I think it is Social Dilemma, and they're talking about algorithms. And it's saying almost exactly that, that because of the algorithms that exist, they then reinforce those beliefs as well. And they So interesting. Like, if someone's an anti-vaxxer and they look up, like, why I don't know why a vaccine like why does the vaccine I don't know implant a chip I don't know whatever it is <laughs> um then the algorithm's going to serve them more results and yeah. more content from people who believe the same thing and which is obviously how algorithms work like the same thing yeah. happens to me and you if we search something online we're going to get served content yeah. that's applicable to our beliefs and our searches and the things that we've asked so I guess it's that that same thing that and then when, once you're served that content you're then surrounding yourself by more people and more opinions who are the same as yours. Yeah. Which then I guess is a negative thing of algorithms, isn't it? Because then you're never going to have those different conversations. And Yeah, you've got to actively seek it out. Yeah. You've got to actively fact check yourself, which isn't always an easy thing to do. Yeah, absolutely. That's really interesting. I'll have to give that article yeah. a read. There are five, there are four other articles in the email but I only read that one and I got so engrossed that I actually never went back and read the rest so I need to. But I love the newsletter. It's, it's a really so good newsletter. Good. I want to read his book, Atomic Habits. It's, yes. This is James Clear. I don't know if yes. you've actually said his name. Oh no, I don't think we have. James Clear of Atomic Habits. It's brilliant. He recently did a podcast episode with Hazel Wallace as well, food medic, who spoke yeah. about recently. That was brilliant. Just really interesting stuff about habits and mindset and all the things we love to talk about, really. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I do love him. I definitely want to read the book as well. What was the quote in his newsletter this week that we're both talking about? Yeah, the quote this week was... Well, there was a couple, actually, that I loved. But 
not being busy is a competitive advantage. Most people are so strapped for time that they can't take advantage of lucky opportunities or quickly resolve unexpected problems. Maintain a bias towards action, but leave room for the unexpected. Brilliant. And it's so true. Yeah, absolutely. So true. And the other one as well was finishing projects is part of what it means to deliver high quality work. It's not high quality if your perfectionism prevents you from finishing, which I know we've discussed before as well. Like perfectionism Mm. is so close to procrastinating. I saw something the other day that was, it's not your perfectionism, it's your procrastination in disguise. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, that hits me where it hurts, but it's so true. (laughs) Um, But that in itself is a topic of another day. But this comment about busyness leads us perfectly on. Yeah, to our little chat today, just about the importance of having a rest, because we're saying we should practice what we preach. And obviously rest is so important for for so many reasons. I think Mm. like mental, physical, just reducing stress, it's proven to have great effects on your body, like lowering blood pressure, and you've got more time for exercising, which is obviously beneficial for you. And I think a big part of rest is seeing it as for us I feel like part of this is we're taking a bit of preventative action yeah I think that's really important as well we we've spoken so much like not just us but generally about burnout and making sure that we are like coming back from burnout but a big step of that and the personal growth involved in it is preventative measures Mm -hmm. and saying okay what can I do to prevent getting to that point again and I think especially with like the past couple of years we've got better at acknowledging that yeah but because of our personality types we can always egg each other on so if one of us doesn't go should we take a break the other one would be like i'm not going to suggest it yeah i won't go first no and actually neither of us would choose to take a break from our websites or anything else because we're like i'm not doing that but when it's the podcast we've got like an obligation to each other to take a break yeah but i think it could be quite hard if you don't have someone keeping you accountable yeah. To do it before you reach a point where you're burnt out. And that's what we're trying to do is get better at taking that action and being accountable beforehand. Yeah, because the really big important thing to remember is that it's way harder to recover from burnout. It is, isn't it? So uh, much harder. Yeah, once you're already burnt out and you're in that position and you're battling so much stress and anxiety and just like permanent exhaustion, it is so, so difficult to bounce back from that. So if you can kind of spot the signs early and take that preventative action to say okay no I need a break I just need some time off or it doesn't have to be time off completely yeah I just reducing reducing your capacity a little bit so you have you have space to expend energy elsewhere and that energy I feel like should be used on yourself like is well it's exactly what the James Clear quote says, like, if you don't take that time to rest and give yourself space, you can't be open to new ideas. You Mm. can't make the most opportunities. And I think it's more important now than ever that we do live in the moment and we enjoy the time we have. And for us in the UK, like, lockdown restrictions have eased for some of us. And actually, we don't have any legal limits on our lives and all that sort of thing. And that's something we've waited for for so long. But taking a bit of time to say, I'm just going to enjoy it. I'm just going to give mm. myself that mental space. Because I also really firmly believe that when you do that, you come up with new ideas. Because your brain can use the energy differently. It's like a reset. Yeah, completely. 
I am, so I'm still reading 101 Essays to Change the Way You Think. I'm reading it very slowly because it's obviously a lot of essays, but it's very good. But mm. when I was reading it the other day, this quote jumped out at me. And the essay is all about the importance of stillness, why it's imperative to make time to do nothing. And I was like, I feel personally victimised by my book. <laughs> but this in particular really stood out to me. It says, when overworking is our identity, we lose track of who we actually are. And in the process, we stop living our actual lives. Yeah, that's very true. Because we are completely opposed to just sitting there and relaxing and allowing ourselves to have that mm. time to be creative and see where we go and what happens. And there is so much value to be had from just being a human being rather than being someone who has to do something all the time. A human being rather than a human doing. Yes, that. <laughs> that is exactly it. <laughs> but I do think it's like, equally, you don't have to be doing loads and loads of stuff to feel tired and stressed. Yeah. And like the last year, I mean, I think we actually said it last week. It feels weird to say you need to have a bit of a rest, but like the past year has been such a high level of stress, mm. like just consistent stress. And I think taking a rest and taking a break in some form, in some sort of area in your life is so important because I actually do feel like we need to allow a bit of brain space to like process and reevaluate totally everything that's happened. I also think, and this is something that I'm very slowly coming to realise, because I think, and I'm sure a lot of people listening will really relate to this, but we talk a lot about how consistency is key to success. You don't mm. become successful at the thing you do occasionally, it's what you do regularly. Yeah. And for so long, I really struggled with the idea that taking a break from anything could aid in consistency. And if you stop, you're not going to be able to get back up again and start. And almost the fear of that would prevent me from taking a break or I would take a break and then always get the imposter syndrome creep in. Mm. But actually what I'm starting to realise is part of being successful is doing it in a way that is sustainable. Yeah. Consistency is about sustainability and taking a break in a measured way before you burn out, before it becomes chaos and too much, means that you come back refreshed. So now we have a month where we can like brainstorm new ideas and think about different things. Yeah. And that's like a really positive, productive way to do things mm -hmm. rather than reaching the point where you're just panicked and freaked out and going, oh my God, I can't do it all. I'm not going to be able to be consistent. They can support each other. Yeah, I was listening to an episode of The Daily Pep the other day. Love that. I love that podcast so much. Same. And she always comes up with so many gems. And Meg was saying that um, I think her therapist or her coach had actually said this to her. But um, she was saying, overwhelm doesn't come from our to-do list. It comes from the pressure we put on ourselves to achieve those things on the to-do list. And I was like, oh, wow, yeah, my God. Like that is, that is yeah. so, it is so true, isn't it? And I think that plays such an important part because if you're constantly putting that much pressure on yourself to just do, 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 like everything that's on your to-do list, how are you ever going to have the space to kind of re like reboot and keep generating yeah. new ideas or creative ideas? Like if you're always putting pressure on yourself, where is the space to kind of nurture something, something new? Mm. And that's really true. Yeah, it was such a. I mean, I love her episodes because they're so short and bite-sized. But I was like, God, that is a nugget of truth right there, isn't it? 
It's really interesting. So I, I love time blocking. I know you do too. We've spoken about it a lot. Mm. And a couple of weeks ago, so I don't know if this thing you can do on all phones, but on the iPhone, you can customise your home screen so it can look however you want. Mm. So on my home screen, I have my affirmation app, which I highly recommend. I am. Brilliant. Um, but I also have my calendar. So it gives me like a top line view of the month and then it like says hour by hour what I'm going to do the next day. Yeah. And I love it because it's so handy. I always know what's coming next, blah, blah, blah. The other day, I hadn't, um, like, put my time blocking in for the next day. I didn't have any gym classes. I didn't have, like, a podcast recording on. And it said, and this was when I was sitting in the garden trying to relax, it no upcoming events. And I was like, oh, my God. And I felt calm wash over me. <laughs> Which I know sounds really dramatic. No, I, no, I'm laughing because I can literally imagine that feeling. Because, and I never had it because I always had something in my diary, and I was like, obviously, I love time blocking; it's really helpful. But I do think there's a real benefit to literally the thing you spend hours looking at every day, telling you there is nothing on your list. And obviously, there was like a life admin to do, and I was like, oh, I might go and do a workout later or something. But I had no appointment, no pressure, to no you. set time to do anything by. And I just felt so calm and I was like, I need to do that more because we get in such a habit of overworking ourselves, of scheduling all of our time. Because I didn't have anything in the diary, I sat there and just thought, yeah, I am going to sit here and read for another hour because yeah. I have nothing else to do and I enjoyed it. Yeah. It's not like, oh God, I'm being a bit naughty because it should be doing something else. It's like, I'm owning this. I've got nothing to do. Well, that's the thing. Like, I think, and I know that we both do it, but I think a lot of people who are very go 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 feel guilty for taking Mm. time off and I think it's really important to say like you can like you were saying about consistency you can still rest and be consistent rest doesn't mean that you're lazy or a failure or unsuccessful I mean think about had the Olympics like think about athletes yeah like rest is part of their training program and yeah like it's like our bodies are muscles our body like our brains we need to train them like an athlete would train for for yeah. their for their training program for their sport because rest is an essential part of their strategy and their growth and their progression in what they do and in the exact same way resting yourself is just as important to then come back stronger and re-energize and yeah. re-boosted. It it works the same way. And I thought about that and I was like, God, that's that's so true. Like if high if top level athletes can see the importance of rest, why don't we see it? It's so interesting you say that because I was listening to an episode of the Food Medic the other day and she did it in collaboration with Whoop, which is a oh um, yeah. fitness, fitness wearable. Like Obviously, they don't say this, but it's a bit like a Fitbit, like it tracks what you do, all that sort of thing. Mm. And I'm very skeptical that, about that type of thing because I know my personality type is very much motivated by numbers. And if I had a goal to hit every day, um, it's not necessarily the best thing for how my mind works. Yeah. Um, but when she was talking about it, the thing that she's like, oh, it really sets it apart because it focuses on rest and sleep. And that's a huge part of it. So it will tell you like how well you recovered overnight and how rested you are and that should impact like the activity you do the next day. Mm. And I was listening to them talk about this and I was like, my God, like I've never considered that to be a crucial part of like recovery after working out or recovery generally. Like Mm. I think rest is like, oh, chilling. But actually there is a reason why we're scientifically advised to get sleep. Sleep is so crucial. There's a reason babies sleep like 23 hours a day when they're newborns, whatever it is, like yeah it is so vital and we've almost reached a point where it's like 
the trend is to burn the candle at both ends, to not get good sleep. It's almost cool to say you didn't sleep well. And actually, like... I wish it was. I wish it was. would be so cool. But that's what I mean. Like, it's almost a glorification where we're like... Yeah. Oh, like... But I, I don't think it's a good thing. I hate it. Yeah. And it wasn't until I heard this discussion, exactly the same thing. Like, these top-level scientists are saying the most crucial thing you can do is sleep. It closes... Um, like the stress cycle so it prevents things like burnout and exhaustion because mm. you like complete the stress response and you then actually can process what's gone on in the day and everything like that like your body is healing yeah and we don't talk about that enough yeah it's like sleep helps you like ha- your helps your brain process memories yeah and things like that and if your brain is operating fully like proper sleep proper rest whatever it is whatever form you want it to be in that it's just why is it not more obvious to us that if we rest, mm. we're going to be boosted? Like our creativity, our productivity yeah. is going to be boosted because our brain is getting the appropriate amount of rest that it should be getting. Yeah, it's one less stress to put on your body. And I know that it's not always possible to get the right amount of sleep and it isn't as straightforward as, I'm just going to have an early night. There's a lot more that plays into it. But even if it's not a case of sleeping I use the calm app a lot and I know I've spoken to about it a lot in terms of like insomnia and stuff like that and one of the um things that's always stuck in my mind was like a deep sleep meditation to try and get you off to sleep and in it they say the purpose is not to fall asleep it doesn't matter if you don't fall asleep Mm, the point is to be restful yeah and whilst it's not like a magic click thing that makes me fall asleep I always try to hang on to that because if I can't fit in a nap if I can't get eight hours sleep if I can fit in just being in a calm, restful state, I know that does good for me. Mm. And that was a real game changer for me when I heard that. Well, I think that's the, the important thing and what we're trying to say with us going on a break from... We're on a on break! A break. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, Lord. <laughs> um, with us going on a podcast break <laughs> for a month, like, we're not changing much else. We're both still working. We're both still working on our own websites. Like... But what we're doing is acknowledging that by taking one thing off our plates for a shorter time, Mm. we're freeing up some time for exactly that, to rest. Not necessarily to sleep, we're not going on holiday, we're not doing anything like that, but we are just taking one one thing off our plate that's going to hopefully give us back a few more hours in the week to to expend some energy on ourselves and what we want to do and hopefully hopefully like see it some time off to relax and yeah read those books and watch the tv shows and yeah. go out for the photo- photos and the walks that we've said we want to do and even things like because i think that's the thing i've always thought is if i don't do something i have to do nothing and i don't love doing nothing like i get mm. especially things like my blog and that's a hobby i get enjoyment out of it yeah but i think i've got better at noticing that actually what i can say to myself is okay so one week i'm just going to get ahead on some blog posts because it lightens the load later down the road but mm. treat it as, like, a nice, enjoyable thing to do rather than, yeah. oh, my God, I've got to do this by a deadline. It's like, no, I'm helping future me. Like, it's fun. It's creative. Yeah. And enjoying those things because you give yourself the time to. We all do so much. And I think sometimes some of the joy starts to get taken away from things because we put so much pressure on ourselves. Yeah. And then what's the point? Yeah, if you're not if you're not enjoying something... I don't know, because it's hard, because it doesn't mean, like, quit it if you're no. not enjoying it. But maybe it's for exactly that reason that you're just becoming a bit overwhelmed, you're edging towards burnout, and 
it's your brain's way of saying, can we just slow it down a little yeah. bit? Can we just take a couple of things off the plate and take it easy? It doesn't mean you're not going to pick them back up again. It doesn't mean that you're being lazy. It's just listening to your body. It is that and accepting like it's just something you do. Like I generally, I haven't actually noticed necessarily, but it's always the same time around this time of year. I tend to take like a month off my website. I've got mm. plenty of content on there that's still doing the job. Yeah. But I know that summer is a time when I'm not as inspired by fashion. I don't like get all the creative ideas. I know that engagement generally is lower. Yeah. So it's harder to then work out what's doing well and what isn't. But I know that come September, I get so, I know that is the time of year that I hit my stride and I'm really excited and I feel like new academic year, like get my stationery <laughs> ready. I was going to say the new pencil case and diary. But I know that in a few weeks I'm going to be feeling so fired up. So it's actually taking that break and be like, I know full well I'll go back to it, but yeah. I just need a bit of time to almost go inside and have my introvert time. Yeah. And not feel guilty about yeah, it. Yeah. Just like, I do this. It's my holiday. Like. It's fine. If you, when you think about when you're a kid, you do dancing or swimming or whatever, you'd have summer holiday break from that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think, I think the (laughs) bottom line is though, that rest is so important. And we hope that by listening to this episode, it's maybe giving you a little bit to think Mm. about in terms of what you could maybe take off your plate or just reduce your load a little bit so you can take some time for yourself totally we hope you find it we hope you found this helpful and that you've enjoyed the last few weeks of the podcast and you enjoyed our extra recommendations at the start if you have anything else you think we should read or watch or listen to over the next few weeks please do get in touch with us via the all the information in the show notes or through our instagram page which is at growth in progress pod in the meantime please stay safe have a lovely couple of weeks and we will speak to you soon bye bye Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did to create this ad. To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai.